Welcome to the New Song Church Sermon Podcast. Here at New Song, we want to help people get to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about us or want to learn more, you can check us out online at www.new-song-church.com. We'd love for you to stay connected with us throughout the week through our church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Just search keyword New Song. And now, check out our message of the week. If you're ready to study the Word of God, say, let's rock and roll. Let's, let's do it. Colossians chapter 3. We are in the middle of a, of a series in Colossians. Um, this is uh, really one of the final weeks. We'll go another two Sundays, and then, and then we're moving on to our next series. So this is uh, uh, really nearing the end in Colossians chapter 3, and really the end of Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to read this to you first as uh, the portion of Scripture, and then we'll get down to the study aspect of it. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 18 to the end. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. What's this verse? Whatever you do, do at the, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. So as I was preparing uh, this portion of Scripture, actually, I I usually work several weeks in advance, and so uh, a few weeks ago, I come across this portion of Scripture, and I knew that this was going to be the segment that we teach on today, and I... I just started thinking to myself, well, God, what is it? Do I talk to wives? Do I talk to husbands? Because that's, do I talk to children? Do I talk to fathers? Do I talk to everybody in here who's an employee? Do I, I mean, who do I address on this day? And, and God just said, yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. Because as, as you're reading this scripture, can, can I tell you something? This scripture is not about being a wife. It's not about being a husband. It's not about being a good employee. It's not about being a child. It's not about being a a father. I mean, it is about all of those things, but it's not about those things. It's actually about living a life of honor. That's what that portion of Scripture is about. And I don't know that I've ever taught on the subject of honor, and I want to do that today, how to live a life of honor, how to live a life of honor. In fact, the key verse for all of those for all of those statements as to how we're to live life, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So you're honoring God by honoring others. You're honoring God by honoring others. In, in the Greek, the, the, the word uh, honor is timao or time. It's, it's the, the same kind of root word. It means the same thing. In, the, in Hebrew, it would be kavod, kavod. And uh, that word, both in Hebrew and Greek, has the same meaning. And, and I know what a lot of you are thinking. Well, I, I kind of know what honor means. It me- means to revere. So everybody write that down. Uh, under honor, the, the word means to revere. And you're right, but actually that's not the truest sense of the word. 
The truest sense of the word, the, the most literal interpretation of the word honor is heavy or weighty. Like when you look up all of the words used in Hebrew and Greek for the word honor, most of them say primarily heavy or weighty, heavy or weighty. Now, here, here's what I want to uh, kind of break this down and describe it to you. If, if you have been on the job for 10 years and just say, let's, you, let's say you work in a cubicle and, and, and you work on a computer all day and they, they just hire a newbie. Let's say, in fact, that the next cubicle over, it's their very first day and, and it's, a, it's an 18-year-old teenager that's starting to work in the next desk over and here you are in your 30s and you've been at this company for 10 years and, and the 18-year-old comes out of his cubicle, comes into yours and says, hey, by the way, you're doing that wrong. How many know you, you would kind of blow off that 18-year-old? You're like, go back to your cubicle. I, I think I know what I'm doing. After all, I've been here for 10 years, okay? That, that, that's one thing. But if the owner of the company walks into your cubicle and says, hey, you're doing that wrong, how many know you would give that person a little weight? Like that, that statement would carry some weight with you. Or if you're driving down the highway um, and, and a bird is flying towards you, you're hoping, oh, bird, 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 move out of the way. Now, you're not going to swerve because hopefully that bird is just going to know that you're there and get out of your way. And it's not, you're not, you're not going to you know, go into the ditch for the sake of a bird. You're going to just keep going. You might slow down. You don't want to hit the bird, but you know, you're not going to go off into the ditch or into the median for a bird. But if, if an 18-wheeler is on your side of the road coming at you, how many know you're going to get out of the way? Because that semi has a lot of weight to it. It carries a lot of weight. It, I mean, if you're walking down an alley and some five-year-old kid says, you better get out of my way, I'm going to beat you up, you're going to laugh and keep walking. But, but as somebody who's six foot five and, a, and just a muscle from head to toe, like even in fact his toes have biceps, <laughs> and he says, you better get out of my way, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get out of his way, right? Like one time I saw this dude, he was up in, in, in uh, actually we were on vacation, we were in a, in a store, Kohl's actually in Arizona, and I, I saw this giant of a man. I mean, he was like six foot seven, six foot eight, weighed 375 pounds, and it wasn't like he was obese. He was just big. Then I walked up to him, and I said, dude, I don't want to meet you in a dark alley. And he... <laughs> He started laughing, you know, we had a good time, and I said, obviously, you know, you played some ball and stuff like that. We had a great conversation right there, but, but you don't want to mess with a guy like that because he carries a lot of weight. That's what this word means. It, it means it's weighty, it's heavy. You should, because it's weighty, you should honor it. Because it's weighty, you should honor it. You should honor it. Now, you, you could say then the opposite is true. To dishonor means to take lightly. It means to take lightly. Like, you don't care what so-and-so says, you just take that lightly. And people who are dishonorable to their bosses, they take what their boss says lightly. You see what I'm saying now? Like, they don't care what their boss says. They don't care what the owner says. They're going to do it their way. Well, they're probably not going to last there very long. Why? Because they're living a dishonorable life. They're taking something lightly that should be taken seriously. Everybody see what I'm saying? So when the Bible says that we honor our, our mother and father, in fact, that's the, first, that's the first commandment with the promise. 
we honor our father and mother, that means we, we put weight behind that. We don't take that lightly. We're looking for ways to honor our parents. When it says, hey, treat your children like this, you're honoring your children. Treat your boss like this, you're honoring your, your, your boss. Uh, when it says to, to, to children, hey, honor your, your mom and dad, or to a husband, honor your wife, or to a wife, you know, respect your husband, you're showing them honor. You're, you're considering them um, part of the weighty things of life, something that you should take seriously. So if you take your relationship with your wife, if you, if you take that lightly, you're not going to have a very good relationship. Or, or the relationship with your children, if you take that lightly, you're not going to have a very good relationship with them. So those things carry a lot of weight, and that's what this portion is, is saying. In fact, God says when it comes to me and when it comes to people, those are very weighty things. Like we have to live a life of honor. Can I tell you something? We're living in a generation right now that feels that they don't have to honor parents. They don't have to honor authority. They don't have to honor uh, policemen. They don't have to honor judges or civil servants. How many know what I'm talking about? There's a generation that has never been taught to honor. And let us be the generation that teaches a younger generation, hey, this is how you live life. We have to honor those in authority, honor those who are older than us, honor the position. If you can't honor the person, at least honor the position, okay? So I've had some presidents that I didn't really care for. But I honored the position and not necessarily the person, so therefore I still prayed for them. I, I, I still spoke blessings upon them because I'm honoring the position. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay, 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 okay. So, so honor then, write this down, honor is extremely important to God. Honor is extremely important to God. In fact, so important to God that out of the Ten Commandments, the first four deal with honoring God, and the last six deal with honoring people. Now, I'm, I'm going to prove this to you very, very quickly. I'm not going to read the entire verse, verses of Scripture that we can read about the Ten Commandments in Exodus, but... The, the Ten Commandments, the first four, you shall have no other gods before me. This is God. Don't make any graven images, like no, no false images, false idols. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain, and remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Those are all honoring God, honoring God. But the last six are honoring people. What? Think about this, everybody. He, he goes, in fact, starts it by saying, honor your mother and father. And then he says, don't murder because you're honoring somebody, you're not going to murder them. That you, gotta, you can't take life lightly, is what he's saying. He said, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You don't want to lie about others. And you don't want to covet what belongs to your neighbor. Those are all honoring people. Do you see it? The first four is honoring God. The, the last six is honoring people because honor is extremely important to God. God wants you to live a life of honor. He wants you to be honorable, to live a life in which people would honor you, but he also wants you to be honorable and to live a life that honors others. You see what I'm saying? Honor is extremely important, extremely important. So giving honor to whom honor is due, that's what we're talking about today. Number one, write this down, showing honor, because some of you think, man, you don't know who I work for, though. Watch this. Showing honor is decided not always deserved. It's decided not always deserved. 
Let, let me say it like this, new song. There are people that, that God says to honor, and you're like, but they don't, they're not worth it. Like they, you don't know how they've treated me. You don't know how bad they were or how bad they are. Pastor, I can't honor them. You should, you should know the things that they've done to me. And if you knew what they've done to me, then you wouldn't ask me to honor them. Well, first of all, let me tell you this. I'm not the one asking you to honor. It's God. It's God. It's, it's not my, it's not my um, plan for you. It's God's plan for you. Okay, so, so, so this is the one that we hear the most when it comes to honor. We know what the Bible says about honor your father and mother, but what if your father was abusive? What, what if your mother was abusive? What, what if you were, were, you know, growing up, you thought that everybody dealt with it. Maybe you thought that every family was like this, but the older you got, the more you realize, wow, I get, I get beat all the time. Like my parents are always beating me, you know, or, or yelling at me, or, or they're, they're deceiving, or they lie all the time, or they mistreat me, or they abuse me. And, and there's some people in this room, make no mistake, there's some people in this room that you have been abused by your, your mom or by your dad. And, and you're saying, how do I honor them? How do I really honor them? Well, first of all, honor is a decision. It's not something that they deserve. It's just a decision that you make. It's a decision that you make. And, and I'm not saying that it's an emotional one. I'm not saying we honor those that, that we feel emotional towards. Because that's easy to honor people who you are emotionally drawn to. Oh, they've been so wonderful. I just honor them. But how do we honor those in the Bible that God says to honor when they haven't treated us well? Well, that's a decision. It's a decision that you have to make. And of course, this is based on circumstances. When somebody has, has a family member, a parent, a mom or dad that they cannot honor, a lot of times we'll just say, hey, that, it, it, that's a, we'll teach you how to honor them, but it's kind of a case-by-case -case basis because of based upon where they live, do they live nearby, do they live far away, um, um, what, what are their expectations of you, uh, and so we have some people that have come in and just say, you know what, my relationship with my, my dad is really, really rough, but he doesn't understand it, he doesn't know it, he doesn't, he, he doesn't see what the big deal is, like how he treated me and what he did to me, it's like, well, that's just in the past, and let's just forget about it, but I can't forget about it, and he still expects me to come over to his house all the time, to come over for Christmas, and come over for Thanksgiving, and he wants to be around his grandkids, and he wants to babysit the grandkids, but I'm not necessarily okay with them going over and being a part of his life, or you know what I'm talking about. Like, we get a lot of those, and, and in that situation, we'll, we'll teach that person, this is how you can honor them. This is how you can honor them. This is how to show honor, maybe not for the person, but at least for the position. This is a way to honor them according to God's word, that you still show them respect. You still watch your mouth. You watch your attitude. You still show them love. You're not trying to get back at them any longer, but you're living a life of forgiveness. And if you live, can I tell you, this is the first thing, if you live a life of forgiveness towards them, to say, you know what, Dad, you know what, Mom, I'm just canceling the debt. Like, it's not easy for me to do, and, and it's not that you deserve it because you haven't even apologized yet, but I'm going to live my life with, with a thought, with a truth that says, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. I, I'm just going to honor you for your position in my life. And, and, and I'm going to live my life without expecting 
something from you because a lot of people, well, I'll respect them, I'll honor them as soon as they, no, no, that, that's an unhealthy way to live. And in fact, at that point, you might be holding some unforgiveness inside. And, and you know what forgiveness is? Forgiveness is not an emotional act. For, forgiveness is a decision that you make that says, I cancel the debt. That's what Jesus did for you when he died upon the cross. Emotionally, he did not want to go there, did he? It wasn't like, oh, good, I get to be crucified today. Yay. You know, he did, it wasn't like that. He didn't want to go to the cross. But he went to the cross, and the Bible says that our debts were canceled. He canceled the written code that stood against us. That everybody, we've got to cancel. We've got to cancel out what's been done against us, too. We have to live a life of forgiveness. We have to look at somebody and say, listen, it's as if you haven't done anything. I forgive you. I'm still hurt. I still don't like the past. I still don't like the memories. I'm still not going to trust you with my children when, when, when uh, you're by the, yourself with them. So I'm not just saying, oh, okay, let's just pretend, no, that, that nothing's happened. I'm not saying that. Like if you have an abusive parent and you say, well, I don't feel good about leaving my children alone with them, then don't. You, you know, that's one of those areas that I, I tell this to people all the time. You can either protect your children or protect somebody else's feelings. And if I were you, I'd always protect your children. I'd always protect your children. You see what I'm saying? But there is still a way to honor. And if you're struggling with that, can I tell you, come and talk to us. And, and we'll, we'll help you learn to honor the people that have hurt you. Like it, sometimes, in fact, it, even in the workplace, it's hard to honor your boss when your, your boss is just not the best businessman in the world. Not the best businesswoman in the world. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like they, they just do dumb things or, or they'll make a rule and then the next day they say, no, I don't want it done like that. And you're thinking, well, you just told me yesterday that that's how you wanted it done. You know, and it's hard to honor somebody who's wishy-washy like that, who, who's their, their emotions change just throughout the course of a day or throughout the course of a week. It's hard. And yet the Bible says that we're meant to honor them. And if you need help, come and ask us and we'll help you learn how to honor learn how to honor. In fact, Romans 12, 10, this is out of the New Living Translation. Love each other with genuine affection and take, the Bible yields even further, take delight in honoring each other. Like it shouldn't be, oh, I've got to honor you. It should be, oh, I get to honor you. I get to honor you. Like even if it's undeserved, no, I get, I get to honor you. To, to do it with a devoted heart, a devoted heart. Let's look at Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, now, now let me say this, let me say this. Listen to what he's talking about. Do, do, do we consider it fun to pay taxes? Everybody say no. But how many know you still got to pay taxes? You still got to pay taxes. And so, so think about this. He's not talking about fun stuff. He's talking about stuff, in fact, that you wouldn't like. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, then you got to pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And, and what he's saying there is, I know it's tough. That's what he's saying. I know it's not always easy to honor, but you've got to do it anyway. You've got to honor them anyway because God wants us to honor him and to honor others. It's extremely important to God. In fact, 
God rewards those who live a life of honor. And I'm going to prove that to you in Scripture. Number two, write this down. Honor must be prioritized. It's got to be prioritized. It's got to be prioritized. Let, let me show it to you like this. In fact, the bullet point underneath, whoever is first is honored. Whoever is first is honored. So, so let me break this down to you before we read a verse about that. Uh, when, when it comes to like Thanksgiving or Christmas or events that we have in, in, in my home, when, when I have my, my brother and his wife and all their kids there and all my family there, and then my mom and dad are there, maybe some other family members are there, um, we, we always, Jennifer and I always like, hey, mom and dad, you go first. You go first. You serve yourself first. Or here, sit anywhere you guys want. You know, like, hey, dad, you're the dad. You can be at the head of the table. When it comes to prayer time, it's, hey, hey dad, why don't, why don't you pray over the meal today? And, and my dad will say, but this is your home. I don't, I don't care. You're my dad. You're my dad. You have the place of honor in the home. You have the place of honor. We live to honor our mother and father. I've told my parents this over and over and over again. Whatever you need, all you have to do is ask. I don't care what it is. If you need something, I'm going to make that happen for you. It, okay, let me tell you a great story about honor. There, there is a, a man named Joe McGee, and is, is, he lived close to his mom, and he, he put a, a padlock on his mom's storage uh, barn out back, and he taught, taught her how to use it and everything, and everything was fine, and she, she kind of liked to garden and get in there and, you know, pull stuff out and, 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 and pull weeds and, and flower or, or, you know, put plant flowers in and, and fertilize them and all that stuff. So he, he, he said, hey, we're going to make sure that all this stuff stays safe. And here, Mom, this is how to work it. And, and he, he traveled. He's a speaker. In fact, he speaks all over the nation. And he was on a, a trip. And his mom called him and said, I can't get into the shed, but I got to get in there. He's like, well, mom, I told you how to use this padlock deal. Here's, here's what you do. You know, here's how to get into it. And he tried talking to her over the phone and over the phone and over the phone. And, and, and then he sent somebody to the house, but the person couldn't, he, they couldn't actually make it. So she called back and said, so-and-so's not here, and I don't know what to do. And all my flowers are going to be ruined. And you know what he did? He got on the plane, and he went back home, and he opened up the shed for his mom. And then he flew back to where he was and, and went to speak. And he said, you know what, I, I catch a lot of flack for that, but, but one thing that God knows about me, I honor my mother and father. And I thought, that's a pretty special thing. That when, when mom's in need, you solve the problem, right? Like, like my, I told my parents, I never want my parents to shovel snow again in their life. And, and sometimes I go over there and I say, hey, mom, we're, we're coming right over uh, I'm bringing the boys. We're going to shovel you out, you know, just hang in there. We're going to do ours first because we've got to get out of our driveway first. Then we'll come straight to your house. And by the time we get there, she's already shoveled the walk. And I, I start yelling at her. You know, I start <laughs> doing what any young man would do and say, Mom, ugh. I mean, couldn't you wait a half an hour? We were on our way here. It's like, I just feel so bad that you guys have to do this. And Like, Mom, let us honor you. Let, everybody, everybody look at my mom and say, let them honor you, Okay. <laughs> There she is right over there. She knows what I'm saying is true, everybody. So thank you for helping me out. Because she can be stubborn, everybody. She can be a little stubborn. And 
She said, and she says like this, I don't want my grandchildren always feeling like the only thing they did was work for me. I said, Mom, come on. Like, my mom makes the, bre- the best breakfast in the whole world. And you know how many dozens, of, hundreds of times my children have eaten at her house? That, have like, Mom, you've done enough. You know, like, they've eaten probably 45 pounds of bacon individually at her house because she's a good grandma. And I told her, the kids aren't going to get mad at you. They're not going to, we want to honor you. We, and I'm teaching my kids how to honor too, by the way. Um, I, in fact, I'm very, even with my children and their mom, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, let me say, I, I stay on top of it. Uh, I, I make sure that all of my children honor their mother because my wife is worthy of honor. And, and, and so when, when, my wife, when my kids, one time, one time I had one of my kids, he tried to back talk. And I pulled him to me and I said, don't you ever speak to my wife like that. Well, he's never spoken to her like that again. <laughs> because that's my wife. Nobody talks to my wife like that. Nobody does. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like we're going to honor, we're going to honor her because she has a place of honor. So it's prioritized. It's whoever's first. It's whoever's first. Well, in my home, for instance... Uh, in my home, my wife is first. Like, in fact, she always wants to be last, but I'm always trying to put her first. So when, when it's time to eat and, and it's just us, it's, hey, you go first. You sit down first. We're going to clean up for you. Like, so, you don't, we, in fact, we don't ever let my wife do the dishes or anything after a meal is over with because we're honoring her for how incredible she is. Everybody know what I'm talking about? So whoever's first, whoever's first, we prioritize it. We prioritize it. Let me give you a verse for this is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth. New Living Translation. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part, the best part of everything that you produce. The best part of everything that you produce. I'm going to read that out of the message. It, it just reads better. I know this is a paraphrase, but it reads better. Honor God with everything that you own. Give him the first and the best, because honor is a matter of priority. Honor is a matter of priority. Whoever is first is honored. So honor God. Give him your, your first and your best. Your first and your best. Can I tell you something? Giving in tithes and offerings, that's a matter of honor. It's a matter of honor. Now, we've already, taken, we've already received the morning tithes and offerings, so I can say this now, because I'm not going to ask any, any money from you today. Giving in tithes and offering is a matter of honoring God. It is an act of worship. So I've told my wife, we've lived this out for years, and I'm not trying to brag. I'm just telling you that, that when it comes time for us to get paid, and when we get paid, the very first check that we write out. By the way, millennials, checks are something that you write out on paper. <laughs> and banks honor that. I know it's weird for you, but... The very first thing that we do is we fill out our tithes and our offerings. Why? Because we know something about honor. It, 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 we know something about honoring God. He has to be first. He has to be first. And it's not legalism on our part. It's honor. It's worship on our part. And so we do it together. We always make sure that's the very first thing that goes out. I see a lot of people, you haven't gotten to that place because um, you don't trust the Lord to provide for you. You think that you can do it better. But you can't. I'm telling you, you can't. So honor the Lord with your best 
with your first. So, so, so that's why, by the way, in the early church, they met on the first day of the week. That's why I love meeting on Sunday mornings. Why? It's the first day of the week. We get to honor God first. Like before this week begins, we're going to gather and worship the Lord together because he's first in our lives. Everybody see how that works? I, I could go on and on about first, but I just want God to be first. So when I wake up in the morning, I want God to be first. So he's the first one I talk to in the morning. Good morning, God. God, I give you my life today. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that I got to wake up today. Help me be the man of God that you've called me to be. I, I seek God first. I seek God first. Doesn't the Bible say that? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all those things will be added to you as well. It's a matter of honor. It's a matter of worship. So we worship the first day of the week. So, so, so everybody, everybody, listen. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves, right? And, and when we gather together on a Sunday morning, I want you to rethink this a little bit. Some, some people think this, that they, some people take this lightly. But no, 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 this Gathering on the first day of the week, in the morning of the first day of the week, gathering like this is a weighty thing. It's not to be taken lightly. That, that's what he was saying. Don't forsake this. I mean, don't take that lightly. No, no, no. This is a weighty matter. Gathering to worship the Lord first before the week begins. I mean, in, in early in the morning, will, the psalm says, early in the morning will I rise up and seek you. Because why? It, it's a weighty matter. To, to have God be the first in your life. How many know what I'm talking about? We gotta prioritize these things, everybody. We gotta put God first, put God first. The next one, honor must be prioritized and it must be proclaimed. It must be proclaimed. I mean, it has to be verbalized. Whoever is praised is honored. It has to be proclaimed. Whoever is praised is honored. James 3, 9 and 10 says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this shouldn't be. Like, hey, you find it easy to praise God and curse your brother. That should never be. You should praise God and praise your brother. You should praise God and build one another up in the faith. You should praise God and encourage each other in the, in the faith. So when you gather here on a Sunday morning, because you're putting God first, when you gather here, we are proclaiming his praises, but we're also building others up. We're also encouraging one another. We're, 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 in fact, can I tell you something? The best, the best way to raise children is not to tell them what they're always doing wrong, but it's to praise them when they get it right. I'm giving, you a, I'm giving you a key here, and can I tell you something? You can look at my children, and you can know it's working. Like every now and then, yeah, we have to correct our children. We have to say, hey, you can't do it like that. can't do it like that. But far more often, far more often, we're looking for the things to praise them about. Like when they do something right, when they do something on their own, when, when, they, when they sacrifice for someone else, we go up to them, we put our arm around them, we brag on them, say, wow, that was the right way to do it. I'm so proud of you. That was, that was how you do it. That's how you live a life. That's, that's how you live from day to day. That's how you treat your brother. That's how you treat your sister. That, sister, that's how you treat your mom. That's how you treat your neighbor. Like my, my boys, uh, 
um, you know, Isaiah started his, his lawn care business this summer, and, and there's been a lot of things where, like, he's done some work. We're like, well, what, what, what'd they pay you? Oh, nothing. We're like, dude, you were over there for four hours. He's like, Dad, I, I, just, I just wanted to do that on my own. I just, I, I, I didn't want to get paid for that. And, and I told him, I said, well, next time it's okay to get paid. You know, it's okay. But, man, I'm proud of you that you're not driven by money. You're more driven by service. You're, you're driven to serve people more than, more than you want that $20 bill in your back pocket. You're driven to serve. And I love that about you. And I tell them how proud I am of them. And tell them next time they need to pay you. Because some people take advantage. You know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, we got this teenager who works for free, you know. Come on. And um, I, I think, obviously, a worker is worth his pay, too. I think a worker is worth his pay. you got to balance that. But I'm so proud of my son because he, he knows how to honor people before he's worried about his wallet. And I'm just saying, everybody, can I, can I just tell you something? Honor the things of God. Honor the things of God. Honor people. Honor people. Consider them more important. That's what the Bible says. Consider them more important than yourself. So honor must be prioritized. It must be proclaimed. And it must be practiced. Honor must be practiced. That was number four. Write that down. Honor must be practiced. Whoever is served is honored. Whoever is served is honored. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. And then we'll skip to verse 22. But verse 12 sets, sets the case here. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So it is with the body of Christ. So he's talking about, he's not talking about the human body. He's talking about the body of Christ. That's all of us in this room. We are the body of Christ. So he's talking about us. Verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Like the ones who don't get all of the praise, who don't get all of the acknowledgement, sometimes those are the ones that are most necessary, most important. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect, watch everybody, so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care, and what, what, listen, let me say this again. So God has put the body together so that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. And if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, then all the parts are glad. New song, everybody look up here. You can put your sermon notes away if you haven't done so already. Honor's got to be practiced. Honor's got to be practiced. God goes out of his word to say, this is what he's saying. It's easy to honor the ones that are, that are out in view, that get all the accolades, that seem to perform the best. It's, it's easy to honor the one in charge. It's easy to, to honor the one who's at center stage. But to tell you the truth, God set it up in a way that we have to look for those who are, not, who are not in the place of honor, who are not in center stage. In fact, they don't even want to be acknowledged. He says, no, no, no. Actually, you go out of your way to acknowledge them. 
You, you know, let, let me give you an example. I, I traveled, you guys know, in college, I traveled with a, uh, I was a music major in college and a Bible minor. So I, I traveled with this band all four years of my college, and it's what paid, it, it's what paid my way through college. And, um, and we would do seven concerts a week. And I've, 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 I've literally played in, in areas where there was as few as 50 people and as many as 10,000. And, and uh, I'll never forget this. You, you have, you, we had, I, I was part of the band. I was a trumpet player. And we had musicians in our band that had practiced their instrument for, for an hour every day for like 15 years. 20 years, like they were phenomenal, and they put in the time. I mean, they put in the time. But then you had the vocalists who just had a natural ability. Like ever since they remember, they could just sing. And they, they didn't put a lot of work into that. They didn't study singing. They, did, they definitely didn't practice it for an hour a day. They could just sing. And so they decided, hey, I think I'll go to college and yeah, I'll be part of that group. And I just like to sing. So they get up there and we're in front of 500,000 people and the singers sing. And everybody's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, singers, oh man, they rock. And I'm thinking, you guys are nuts. The greatest musicians on the stage weren't the singers that got all of the accolades. The greatest musicians on the stage were the instrumentalists who had practiced for 20 years to be able to do what they were doing. But nobody praised the band. They all praised the singers. It used to drive me nuts because I was part of the band. You know? I even had a shirt that said, it's okay, I'm with the band. Like, that's, how cool is that? How many know what I'm talking about? Like, can, can I tell you something? New song. There, there are some people who show up every single Sunday and they do the most minuscule things, what you, what you might consider minuscule things, but God considers big. And they, they don't ever get the honor for that. And they should because they're the real heroes. They're the real heroes. You know, I, 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 with that band I was in, I, um, I got to hang around a lot of famous people. Um, people that if I, if I said their names, you're like, no way. You got to hang out with them? Yeah. And I, I found out about half of them, they were all about the fame. They, they just wanted to be famous. The other half, they really loved Jesus, and they, they wanted to serve people and really minister. But a lot of them just wanted the accolades. And God knows. God knows that. He, he knows if you're humble. He, he knows if you're proud. He knows. He knows. And I, I just, as far as me, as far as me, and hopefully as far as you, I, I want, I, I don't want to live a life of pride. In fact, can I tell you something finally just here today? That, that humility is the key to honor. Humility is the key to honor. Humility is the key to receive honor, and humility is the key to show honor. It all surrounds humility, though. And, and I, I want to read a portion of Scripture. I was going to s skip it, but I'll go ahead and say it. 2 Timothy 2.20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. 
Like some are really, really important vessels and some are just everyday. Oh, that's just, that's just a spoon. That's just a knife. That's just, that's just a plate. Or I've had that for years, you know. And he says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, if anyone cleanses himself from things that are dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. The, the scripture here, if you really study it, and we don't have time to do that this morning, but it's talking about being a vessel of honor, being a vessel of honor. That, that we personally rid ourselves of everything that's dishonorable, and we make a commitment. We're making a commitment in order to do that. Hey, we're going to prioritize God, and we're going to prioritize people. We're going to give God our first and our best, and we're going to give our best to people as well. And we're going to honor them. And, and we're going to we're going to proclaim it. We're going to, we're going to start praising people, thanking people, showing honor for what they do. And we're going to practice it. We're going to live honorable lives, and we're going to show honor to those whom honor is due. We're going to give honor to those whom honor is due. And I want you to start looking for some people to honor and then honor them. What's the application? Honor your boss. Honor your coworkers. Honor the Lord, obviously, first and foremost. Wake up and, 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 and seek him first. When you get paid, give to him first. Don't give to Visa. Don't, don't give to General Motors first. Don't honor your car before you honor your God. Come on now. Tweet that, all right? Come on, everybody. You know what I'm talking about. Honor God first. Honor God first. Honor God first. Honor others. Live a life of humility, and people will honor you. It's interesting. The people who want the most respect typically are oftentimes the most prideful. Have you ever noticed that? I do this, I do this, I do this. Why do people respect me? That's the wrong mindset. You need to walk around and say, well, I serve them, and I serve them, and I serve them, and I don't expect anything. All of a sudden, people will show you honor. I promise you they will. <laughs> I'm giving you a key to life. How many know that's true? When you learn to serve somebody, that's when people show you honor. But when you live for honor, people actually disrespect you. They'll, they'll turn away from you. I just want to live my life for the glory of God. I want to honor him, and I want to, I want to honor all of you, and I want to honor every person I come in contact with because that's what God has called me to. That's what God has called us to. Amen? All right, let's pray. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we know on this day, this is a unique day where we talked about a subject that we haven't really talked about. Um, not, not like we have today. And yet, we know that you've called us to be true to your word. You, we know your word is important. And in Colossians 3, if it talks about honor, then we need to show honor. If you say that that's how we're supposed to live life, then that's how we're supposed to live life. God, that's important to us that we get this right. We want to live for your glory. We want to live for the glory of your name. As we've been praying this entire series, Lord, not to us, O oh Lord, but to your name be glory. So, Lord, I pray that every single one of us would live, live actually lives of humility, that we would live honorable lives, that we would consider, obviously, you first and foremost in our life. And we would consider others more important than ourselves. That we would honor you and honor others. 
and never live for our own pride, for our own glory, for our own namesake. Lord, we don't want to get the accolades. I don't want to get the accolades, Lord. I, I want you to get the accolades. I want you to receive all of the glory and all of the praise. And I'm humbled, Lord, that you've called us into your work. You've called us into your kingdom. You've called us, you've called us to live a life that would benefit you, benefit others. You've called us to live a life of purity, honesty, of holiness. You've called us out of darkness and into a wonderful light. And you're changing the way that we're, we're thinking. You're changing our thoughts. You're changing our mindsets. And you get the glory for that, Lord. Make us more like you. That's our prayer today. Jesus, we want to be more like you. Your word tells us that we're to walk as Jesus walked, to live as Jesus lived. Jesus, we just want to be more like you. So make us vessels of honor, vessels that would give you glory, give you honor first and foremost, but would also honor others because that's your will for us. That's your plan for us, and we want to submit to it. So that's what we're going to do today. We choose to drop our pride, and we choose to love you and love others, to serve you and to serve others. And we do it all for the glory of your name. As a church, it's our honor to play a part in what God is doing in your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to www.new-song-church.com backslash next steps. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.